0: Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I wanna introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor, tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born, 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hello and welcome back. I have another guest with me today who I'm very excited about, my dear friend Tiara, who is an IBCLC, but also a doula, so lives in our space, doula work, and also um, has her own podcast. So I will be sharing her podcast information in the show notes so that you can go check it out. It's an amazing resource, um, all about birth stuff. And um, Tiara, I would love for you to take a second to tell our listeners where you kind of got started on this journey of being in lactation and birth work, and then we'll dive into our conversation for today.
1: Sure. Well, thanks again, Kaylee, for having me today. You know, I love you to pieces. um, So I'm happy to be here on your platform Um, uh, to make it like a short story like I, I started out Um, as a nurse. um, So I'm a licensed practical nurse and I started my career in the mental health field. And I remember working in the mental health field, you would see all different types of patients, right? So I would see adult patients, kid patients, but I always kind of felt like a tug at my heart when we would have like postpartum patients who were clearly like going through a mental health crisis. Um, So that kind of piqued my interest into knowing I wanted to do something to further help just that population of people. Um, So as we know, mental health (laughs) nursing is not for the weak. Um, You have to be very strong to do that work. And I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to stay. So I started to um, work at a family practice clinic that had, um, which was partnered with, I believe it was Georgetown, their residency uh, program. So there I was like, uh, I like it here. This is this is better, but it's still not quite where I need to be planted. Um, so I started doing research kind of at the same time of trying to figure out why I had a terrible birth experience with uh, my twins in 2011. And also looking for... A certification that I could get as an LPN to make myself more marketable and then surprise I found out what <laughs> an IBCLC was by that point I had exclusively breastfed three children and it just made sense um and like literally doors were open for me to be able to get the training I needed to get my exam paid for like it was like everything that I needed came to me um so I became a doula in in 2014 2015 um and that same year I was able to sit for my board which is crazy like like it's hard to get there so I'm grateful for that and it's just been a roller coaster since then but I love what I do
0: that's awesome I I always see that you have LPN. And I like don't register what that is. So you're like, I'm. I started as a nurse. I'm like, of course that's what that like.
1: Of mm-hmm. course you
0: did. <laughs> that's so silly because I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes, yes, you're a nurse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do want to just pause and clarify what IBCLC is because in the lactation world we have some different kind of random names that <laughs> we hear. And there is a significant difference. So sometimes I explain it to clients by saying there's like steps, right? Like, like stair steps worth of lactation training. So like me, I'm a LALHE league leader. You hear that every time I do my intro, but that is like, basically I have my own experience breastfeeding and therefore I'm like a peer to peer counselor for folks. Right. So I have a little bit of training. But primarily, honestly, in like communication and stuff right and I have my own experience in lactation, which is vast many years of experience. But not the medical training that someone who is an IBCLC has when you hear someone say like lactation counselor or lactation consultant if they're not international board certified. Those are different trainings as well, so what TR is talking about is a very rigorous process where you have some medical classes. If you haven't already had some of the sciences that you need, um, you take those, but in a nursing profession, usually you don't have to retake them. And then you sit for a very extensive exam that, and you have to do recertify, right? Like there's like lots Mm -hmm. of stuff that you have to do, yeah. So it's like the the medical provider, lactation consultant level. And not like a peer counselor, like not just like you have
1: some experience, you've breastfed before. Right. 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 I tell people like and there's of course, there's room for all of those those titles, like all of those people are needed. Um, But I kind of compare it like steps like you do. So like I say, think of like nurses, like, you know, you have your, you know, your CNAs, you have your LPNs, you have your RNs. Um, you have your BSNs, you have your master degree, you know, nurses, and then you have nurses who go on to get like um their doctorate. So IBCLC yeah. is like the highest credential um for right now, you know, for, yeah, lactation. for lactation. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very it's a very hard credential to get and to mm-hmm. keep. Um, yeah. but yeah, just so your audience knows like the differences yeah. between what they might see.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to also kind of have a sense of when to refer, which is part of what we're talking about today and this whole July series is about. Um, But also I think in order to refer correctly, you have to understand who you're referring to. Like for La Leche League, we get a ton of folks coming who really need an IBCLC and they'll say like oh someone told me to reach out to you all and we honestly just right away point them to an IBCLC if we're like yeah we're like lower lower tier than you need <laughs> you know like like i can help you with some like encouragement and latching mm-hmm. positions and like send you some good articles about milk supply but for a game plan about increasing your milk you really need to see an IBCLC you know so So I think also having a really clear frame of when and how to refer is an important piece because oftentimes we delay, which is unhelpful. So yes. Yeah. So Tiara and I could chat forever, but I'm going to try to rein myself in so that we don't have a (laughs) 45 minute episode here today. Um, I want to start with what is the benefit of a prenatal breastfeeding consult? Because I, I see this being the thing that most of my clients are like, meh, I don't need it. Even when I've talked about the benefit of it. So let's start there, Tia. And like, what would you say doulas could tell their clients about this prenatal breastfeeding consult kind wow. of how it's been? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's like my, if there's like a, a niche part of like my, my work, it's definitely been leaning more towards just prenatals um, because it is so important <laughs> to see someone prenatally, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, your first baby or your fifth baby, um, yeah. because we do so much preparation for birth, you know, and yes, that's important, but breastfeeding is a whole nother thing experience um on top of everything else that's going on in your postpartum period and you really could benefit from a game plan with that from um knowing what pumps to use if you plan to pump knowing what to expect if you have a history of a breast surgery or if you have history of a low milk supply with um a previous child If your nipples were destroyed with your first child, that doesn't mean that you have to go through that again. And I tell, um, you know, my fellow doulas, like, it also helps you too, um, because as doulas, we have to wear so many hats, you know, for our clients. Mm -hmm. And that would be a great thing that you don't even have to worry about going over with your client. Like, they have a plan that they've gotten from their lactation consultant um, to follow. So you can just help encourage them you know on that process and you can help them with their birth plan their postpartum planning and things like that Mm -hmm. and also um if you have a cool if your your client has a cool lactation consultant like me um a lot of times I even like let doulas you know shadow for you know a prenatal consult as well so you could be able to get some education or ideas to pass on um to your other clients so it's so beneficial. And so many people that I work with um, in the postpartum period, is like, gosh, I wish I would have took at least took a class or, you know, had yeah. like a consult before. Like, and it's like, it's fine. You know, we'll just play catch up. But if we can avoid some of that trauma in the early days of, you know, feeding, that would be great. Yeah, totally. I think. One thing that I would add to that is that,
0: you know, if you see someone cool like Tiara, (laughs) you also have some relationship already built, right? Yes. In the postpartum time, I really firmly believe that a barrier to care is just figuring out who to see for anything, you know, and it's already overwhelming. And so if you're like, yeah, I have my IBCLC, I already saw her, you know, I already Mm -hmm. saw that person prenatally. So I'm just going to obviously see them again after the baby comes. I think that also normalizes needing that, that person on your team. Like nobody is thinking like, okay, I don't need any support in the postpartum time. They're thinking like, I'm going to see my pediatrician, right? I'm going to see my provider that helped me give birth. I'm going to maybe have some counseling. If I already have a mental health person on my team. And so they have these things set up and IBCLC just needs to be one of those things. If you're planning to lactate, if you're planning to feed from your body, then that's an important step to use to just assume you're going to need some help from a professional when you're doing that. So, yeah, yeah. the other thing sure. that I think is important for people to know, and and you can tell me, T.R., if I'm accurate in this, but I think when you're going to a provider who does take insurance,
1: oftentimes your insurance will cover a prenatal visit, is that right? Yes, so I would say maybe unless you're like a Medicaid, you know, um, client, Mm
0: -hmm. outside
1: of that, I don't think that there's any chance that that, at least a prenatal, wouldn't get covered because it would be billed under a class, Um, you know, because, you know, it's you getting education. You're getting a a Um, private class, yeah. So please, like encourage them because yeah it's so needed and then even for like I mean I can only speak for my practice but like for you know my Medicaid clients like I have sliding scale like I have you know free consults I have you know support groups where you could maybe get like some information from there so yeah like there's no reason why you cannot even if you choose not to feed you know yeah from your breast or chest after you have the baby that information that you have on just infant feeding is invaluable for those first you know few days yeah well
0: and I think what we often think about going back kind of to your point of like we do all this preparation for birth but then you know we're just like good luck (laughs) with breastfeeding Breastfeeding is the one thing that starts immediately after birth. I mean, if you're going to do it, you do it like within an hour of having given birth. And so that's the other thing that I think we sort of compartmentalize it to the postpartum time, but it's one of the fastest postpartum things you have to do that you really need to know in the prenatal time. Like I I hear more frequently people learn how to like change a diaper and bathe a baby than they have taken a prenatal class or do a consult. And I'm like, but you don't even need to change a diaper or bathe a baby for like at least a day, (laughs) you know, I mean that first day the nurses are going to help you or if you're at a birth center, the the folks there are going to help you like, you're not going to be on your own for that but you're going to have to breastfeed literally Mm -hmm. in the first hour, you know, and that happens immediately and so it's really, really important to have a sense of how, how you'll do that and what that will look like so yeah. Okay, so I want to touch briefly. I know we're kind of coming up on the end of our time already. You're fine. But I want to touch briefly on what are some things that you see that doulas don't refer for? And this isn't a shaming episode, right? It's not an episode to be like all these horrible doulas. But I think it's really important to hear from a lactation professional, right? Tiara is the person who who wants you to know this stuff what they what you see that doulas are like oh that's not an ibclc issue because i think it's easy when a baby's like not latching at all or like something that's mm-hmm. really significant obviously needs intervention but what are some of the more subtle things that you see doulas just kind of pass over that you wish were referred
1: um a couple of things that immediately stand out to me would be um <clears throat> issues with transfer right so <sighs> That could be um, your client's uh, baby has not uh, voided or stooled within a certain amount of time. Um, Or it could be um, your client comes back from a pediatrician appointment and the doctor says, okay, this baby has lost this amount of weight. This is true story, (laughs) y'all, has lost this amount of weight. Um, We want you to begins supplementation whether it be with you know human milk or formula and then you you tell your client just breastfeed more you know or nipple damage no. like you know oh, yes <laughs> nipple damage you know like um that you know oh you know just make sure you put on like you know nipple cream or nipple ointment um refer 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 even as a a ibclc guess what guys i still sometimes refer um if there is just an area where that's not my thing i'm I'm really not sure um because the goal is not to be the guru or expert to all things related to your client right you're a better provider by referring out, getting the best care you can get for your client to help them um, reach those goals. Like, and it's very easy, especially if you have fed a kid, you know, from your chest or you have a little bit of education um, to get a little, you know, a bit confident and then be terribly out of scope. Um, And then things quickly kind of unravel um yeah. So yeah, like refer, 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 and I'm saying that as a fellow doula, you know, because I when I work, I work very much when I'm in a doula role, I'm in a doula role, and when I need to put on my lactation hat, I put on my lactation hat. So sometimes I have to take off the doula hat and be <laughs> like, okay, let me switch to lactation brain here and figure out you know what's going on. Yeah. And that could be a lot. So try not yeah. to um, do all the things. Um, flange fittings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pretty much tell if you've seen enough flanges if a flange is too small, but you definitely shouldn't be trying to fit and adjust um mm-hmm. flanges for clients. Um, but the the big one I see a lot is with that supplementation because we want to yeah. protect, of course, our clients' goals and plans for feeding. But quite honestly, guys, sometimes we're really messing up that kid. Sometimes they need to be supplemented and the parent at that time does not have enough milk. Um, So you really need to call someone in to see how much they need to be supplemented. What do they need to be supplemented with? um, And how do we protect that parent's milk supply at the same time? You cannot do that. You can't do it as a dude. (laughs) You just can't. It's too much.
0: (laughs) And I think I feel like normalizing things is a huge piece of the doula work, right? Like normalize that we all have different size nipples, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like normalize. Someone needs to actually see you pump to know if your flanges fit correctly. Like those kinds of things, I think you can normalize for your client. Like maybe your output in nursing or in pumping is not as good because you have a flange that doesn't fit. Have you thought about going to have a flange fitting? Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, like Tiara is saying, I think sometimes as a doula, you have an intimate relationship with your clients because of what you've been through with them. And so it's easy for them to be like, I'll just call Kaylee and ask her what I should do about triple feeding. You know, I'm being told to do this supplementation. And I'm always like, I cannot tell you to not do that. Like the reality is we have to feed your baby. But if your goal is still to either come back to the breast or have mostly your own milk feeding the baby we need to get your supply up and we need to make sure that you're still creating that demand but i can't be the one telling you how and when to do that and also how and when it's safe to stop doing that and right. that i think we do oftentimes see doulas kind of step outside their scope there and be like i think your baby's fine and i'm like that is dangerous <laughs> it's dangerous territory
1: yeah It it is. I get scared doing that. You know, I always like, even if I know someone's pediatrician is, you know, Mm -hmm. not the best, (laughs) I still say like, Okay, this is what I think, but you go back to your pediatrician and see what yeah. they say. Um, because you know, they have a higher, you know, license mm-hmm. than me. They have um, probably better liability insurance than me. So I <laughs> go to them and and see what they think of my plan or ideas to transition mm-hmm. out of this. And at the end of the day, like I tell the parents, ultimately it's your decision, it's your kid, you know. So yeah, I'm gonna support you. But I would never be like, Oh yeah, you're making loads of milk let's just stop the 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 triple feeding and tell the doctor you're still triple feeding like never would I do that um very dangerous for both um the parents and the baby you don't want to do that yeah
0: yeah and also I mean putting yourself at risk as a doula in terms of overstepping your bounds you're not a medical professional so Yeah. Well, Tiara, I clearly need to have you on for like seven more episodes.
1: Yes. (laughs) A whole Tiara and Kaylee series. Yes. of a whole
0: month of just Tiara and Kaylee chatting through Jula things. (laughs) That would be wonderful. Um, I am going to put some ways to connect with Tiara in the um, show notes. Is there anything that you would like to add kind of to finish us off of what you wish Jula's knew?
1: yeah, so I, I you know get some some feeding education, mm-hmm. you know if if that's a thing that you know you like to help with, you would like more information to be able to give your yeah. clients um you know, get some feeding information. um, I know my fellow colleague Sharnice, she does every now mm-hmm. and then like a um lactation type oh, of yeah. education for birth workers. Um, I'm pretty approachable as well if you're a doula, mm-hmm. so you can find me, um, any way that Kaylee, um, puts my info and reach out to me. I'll be happy to give you some information. Um, get a good idea of who your local, um, black consultants are. Um, yeah. it's a good idea to know what service area they work in. It's also really good to get an idea of what their specialties are. Um, -hmm. just so if you have a client, you can know who to refer, you know, to, um, and lastly, I would just say, just stay in scope. (laughs) please like just please (laughs) stay in scope even if you know the right answer um it's really good to just you know stay in scope um yeah and just get that you know affirmation of being correct you know once your client comes back and says this is what the you know provider said yeah but please stay in scope I want everyone to have long happy um successful businesses and it's just not worth it you know yeah. to be right in a totally. scenario yeah totally
0: yeah also she's way understating when she says she's approachable she's amazing <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the DC area you should absolutely be connecting with her yes
1: hit me up <laughs> it's always you know a good time like i i do my best yeah. to make sure that you know my fellow birth workers you know, feel like they can talk to me, feel like they can ask questions and just, you know, have real conversations about stuff.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time away from your people and, um, you know, coming on here with me to hang out with me and my people. Um, I will be putting all of your information in the show notes and then I'll schedule our future month of us together. (laughs) 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 Yeah. All right. Until the next episode. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at hurrah so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around.